Good morning. This is the Joy of the Lord podcast. And this is kind of a mid-morning reading, devotional reading, on the 21st of March, 2020. And this is Brother Bob. Let's consider God's Word together, shall we? Scripture, Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Key thought, the Bible is a roadmap for your life. Let's pray. Forever, Father, forever, O Lord, your word is settled. Your word is settled in heaven. I bless you because you have given me rest according to all that you have promised me. Not one word of all your good promises has ever failed. In light of this truth, I will walk in your word at all times. I love your word, Father. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All your words are pure, O God, and you are a shield to me. Lord God, your way is perfect, and your word is tried and true. You are a shield and a mighty buckler to me as I trust in you. With your word you made the heavens, O Lord. All of your promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Unto your glory, O God. You have spoken through your word since ancient times in order to give light to those who sit in darkness. And you guide my feet in the way of peace. In fact, your word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path. Your word is quick and alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of my soul and spirit and of my joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of my heart. Father, I am thankful for your word, and I will endeavor to walk in the light of your word all the days of my life. Our references uh, from the scriptures, Psalm 119, verse 89, 1 Kings 8, 56, Psalm 119, 105, and Proverbs 30, verse 5, Psalms 18, verse 30, Psalms 33, verse 6, and 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, and Luke 1, chapter 1, verse 70, and Luke chapter 1, verse 79, and Hebrews 4, 12. And that is our devotional reading in the form of a prayer we've prayed scripture. And uh, this is the day of the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, let us remember to keep on looking up, for our redemption draws nigh.
for Jesus is our soon coming King. And we just look forward to that arrival. Uh, and he know, we know he will set all things aright. And there's quite a lot wrong in this world right now, as we know. So it's a good thing. His, his uh, coming, his return, he will rule, as he does already, quite frankly. But we just want to give glory to him. And we want to have our lamps filled with oil upon his return. And uh, know that he will set all things to right. In Jesus' name, until we meet again, keep looking up. Brother Bob. Goodbye. This is the Joy of the Lord podcast with Brother Bob. You know, the Lord Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. That's Luke 17, 21. And he was speaking of the spiritual kingdom. Uh, This kingdom is not a matter of eating and drinking or physical rules and regulations, but of the righteousness, peace, and joy which the Holy Spirit gives. Romans 14, 17. It is easy to get caught up in the present day circumstances and forget that there is a plan that exceeds our personal goals. In this prayer, we hope to take the opportunity to focus on our common goal, planning for the time when Jesus returns to establish the visible kingdom of God here on the earth, and that government shall be upon his shoulders. The kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by the power of God. You know, when we pray that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then we're acknowledging his sovereignty and inviting it into our lives. So let us pray, pray, pray now, uh, your kingdom come, and uh, let's uh, keep our minds on things above, where Christ Jesus is seated on the right hand of God in the heavenlies, and help us to meditate, Lord God, on those things that are pure, that are right, that are just, those things that are lovely, those things that are praiseworthy. And help us not to have an agenda of our own, but to invite your will to be established in our lives daily and conform to your plan, for you are sovereign, and and not only are you sovereign, you are good. We can depend on that goodness, and we can depend on your godly principles and your, your plan for our life, which is not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. So help us to align our thinking with yours, O Lord, O Sovereign God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray according to Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, oh yes, and your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. I am looking for the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, 
at Jesus Christ. And today, Lord God, I am your child, and I have not yet been shown what I will be in the future. But I know when Christ comes again, I will be like him, for I will see him as he really is. And all who have this hope in Christ keep themselves pure, like Christ. God's grace, his unmerited favor and blessing that can save anyone has come. It teaches me not to live according to ungodliness or worldly passions. Instead, that grace teaches me to live in this present age in a self-controlled, upright way. A way that shows God that I serve Him. And my greatest desire is to trust Him and be obedient. So we just want to give you thanks and praise you, Lord. Instead, that grace teaches me to live in this present age in a self-controlled, upright way. A way that shows we serve Him, not ourselves. And we live, let us live, like this, in a manner that's pleasing unto you, Father, as we wait for our Redeemer <clears throat> and the coming of the glory of our great God and King and Savior Christ Jesus. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. First, current, first Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. And Father, I am excited and looking forward to the day when the Lord my God will come to earth and all the saints and angels with him. Then the Lord will be king over the whole world. There will be only one Lord and his name alone will be worshipped. The government will be upon his shoulder. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. From that time forward, even forever, Father, thank you that I will join the loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as, as head over all. Your kingdom come. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Maranatha. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen.
We've read from uh, 1 John uh, 3, 2 through 3, Titus 2, verse 11, Titus 2, verse 11 through 13, Zechariah 14 through uh, 13, I'm sorry, Zechariah 14, 5 through 9, uh, Isaiah 9 through uh, 60, verse 67, chapter 9, verse 67 of the book of Isaiah, Revelation 11, 15, 1 Chronicles 29, 11, and 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. We hope to speak the word of God again tomorrow, that all our hearts would be encouraged, and that we would rejoice together as we watch and wait and keep looking up for our redemption will draw nigh. This is the Joy of the Lord broadcast. This is March 31st. Oh, pardon me, it's March 21st. March 21st, 2020. And we'll see you next time. God bless. Good afternoon. This is Brother Bob. This is the Joy of the Lord podcast. And this is March 21st, 2020. And uh, we're going to fix our eyes on things above where Christ Jesus is sitting in the heavenlies on the right hand of God the Father. We're going to meditate upon those things that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report, those things which are praiseworthy. And we're going to sit our, set our eyes on Jesus. For he and the Father are one, and the Holy Ghost, the great three-in-one, and uh, he has a plan for our lives. We don't make our own plans. We don't um, dispatch ourselves, so to speak. Well, if we fell for the devil's plan, his, his uh, mission statement is to kill, steal, and destroy. So if we were to align ourselves with that plan, we would be dispatching ourselves, certainly, onto eternal uh, separation from God and death. But um, no, we want to dispatch God's will on the earth. We want to agree with him that his will be loosed upon the earth as he deems and has prepared it from the heavenlies. So he is sovereign of both heaven and earth, and he is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we just want to magnify him today. You know, when we are lost in our trespasses and sins, uh, we, well, we accrued deficits. We accrued not blessings, but curses. You know, we don't always know what is in our own best interest. But when we come to know Jeremiah 29, 11, which uh, God has a plan for our life, not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future, then we know that his kingdom purposes established in our life through Jesus Christ, we are blessed. Uh, Deuteronomy says, choose ye life or death or blessings and cursings. And we were, uh, we were pilgrims 
and strangers and foreigners of the covenants of promise until we trusted Jesus. And now we are God's chosen race, his holy people, his holy nation, and we've been now included into his, his plan for our life, which is to give us a hope and a future. And uh, certainly this is all made available to us through our trust in Jesus. The <clears throat> our author and finisher of our faith. So let's submit ourselves today to the will of God for our lives through Jesus. And uh, this prayer we will entitle it, Your Will Be Done. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the will of God be done in my life as it is in heaven. I am your masterpiece. You created me anew in Christ Jesus, so I could do the things you planned for me before the foundation of the world in Jesus Christ. And uh, you created me anew in Christ, so I could do these good things you planned for me long ago, living the good life you prearranged and made ready for me to live. Teach me to do your will, Father, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a, a firm footing, just as you planned, Father. Jesus gave his life for my sins in order to rescue me from this evil world. All glory to God. In the name of Jesus, I am not conformed to this age. I am transformed by the renewal of my mind, so I may discern the good and pleasing and perfect will of God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives in me and was given to me by God. I do not belong to myself. God bought me with a high price, so I honor God with my body. God wants me to use this body in the right way by keeping it holy, by treating it with a dignity instead of abusing it, like the people who do not follow God. Father, thank you that even before you made the world, you loved me and chose me in Christ to be holy and without fault in your eyes. You decided in advance to adopt me into your own family by bringing me to yourself through Jesus Christ. This is what you wanted to do, and it gave you great pleasure. I want your will to be done in my life, here on earth as you decreed it from the heavenlies. And I just thank and bless and praise you that you know what's best for me. And to know you is to know the one who, well, loved me so much, he sent his own son to die for me. It says in scripture, I believe in Isaiah, it says, it pleased you, Father, to crush Christ for my sake. And about Jesus in the New Testament, it says, <clears throat> he, meaning Jesus, uh, endured the cross, its pain and its shame. And you might ask, why? Why did that give him pleasure? It gave Christ pleasure. But for the joy. That's what it says, more particular. But for the joy. Christ suffered for our sins. Well, what joy is there in suffering 
for someone else's sin because he loved us. That's why it, uh, it gave him pleasure. Uh, but for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, its pain and its shame. And you know, the name of this podcast is The Joy of the Lord. And indeed, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my strength and my song. He's the lifter of my head in front of all my enemies. He is my God and Savior. And he said this, Jesus said to his disciples, a master doesn't tell his servants what he is doing, and yet I have told you all things. Therefore, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends. Isn't isn't that great to know the sovereign God of the universe reached down to us when we weren't interested in him. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So this is the recognition we must come to grips with. He loved us that much that even though we were far away, he had a plan for us before we even sold, uh, in effect, all of the provisions given us uh, down the drain It's like the prodigal son. Give me my inheritance. And what did he do? He squandered it all. Wine, women, and song, and unfaithful friends that were fair-weather friends. And he ended up feeding the pigs. Uh, And uh, he said, if I simply turn and go to my father, I will live much better than this. So when he started, the father was looking for him a long way off. And even as he just started towards the father's house, the father ran to meet him, and he threw his his uh, head upon his neck and gave him the, the signet ring of sonship, gave him the scepter of righteousness, and slayed the, fattest, the fatted calf for him. And he said, My son is alive. You know, he found him anew. He thought he was dead, but he says, Alas, my son is alive. Isn't that wonderful to know that we're alive to God, that he can hear us in times of trouble? So we want his good pleasure. We want his great will to be manifest, manifest in our life. That's what we've asked for today. Just keep us in the center of your will, in the center of your plan for our life. Not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. And Father, we just thank and praise you. And we're so thankful that uh, no one will ever pluck us out of your hand. And no one will ever pluck pluck us out of Jesus' hand. And aren't we just... Isn't that beyond our imagining? We, once we were dead in our trespasses and sins, we had no desire to have anything to do with him. And he took our hearts of stone and made them tender to his touch, conformable to his will. He took our hearts of stone and made them a heart of flesh, no longer recalcitrant, no longer rebellious, stiff-necked, and hard-hearted, like a stone, but he took our hearts of stone and made them a heart of flesh. This is his great work in our life, and having tasted the heavenly gift, we want to 
move on with him. And so, Father, be sovereign in our life. Thy will be done on earth as you decreed it from heaven. In Jesus' name. This is the the Joy of the Lord podcast. This is uh, Brother Bob. We're signing off for today. Let's meditate upon these things. These things that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report. These things which are seated on the right hand of God the Father in the heavenlies. Let us set our eyes on Jesus. Keep on looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. We just thank and praise and bless the Father through the Son, by the Spirit, in Jesus' name. God bless. Good evening. This is Brother Bob. It's uh, almost 6 o'clock here on the East Coast uh, in Virginia. And this is the Joy of the Lord podcast. And it's Brother Bob once more. And we hope just to read, lead you into uh, a devotional uh, time with us as we keep our eyes on things above, those things which are lovely, those things which are uh praiseworthy, those things which are seated on the right hand of God the Father in the heavenlies. And ultimately that boils down to, well, all those things make up the character of Jesus. And he has sat down and rested from his work. He has offered up his blood on our behalf once and for all. Now, no more sacrifice need be made. But how many of you have received it? And if you are in the kingdom, and you are in the family of God, it's great to know that you're no longer pilgrims or foreigners or strangers from the covenants of promise. But now you are new in Christ Jesus. The old has passed, the new has uh, began. You are no longer seen by God as Uh, someone who's a stranger from the covenants of promise, but you are in the covenant. And it's made through the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood. We who, he who knew, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we just want to take stock in this and... He's delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness into the blood of his Son, and we now walk free. For we know the truth, and it is the truth that sets us free. And uh, we'd like to walk in that freedom tonight. We'd like to look at several verses that assure us of the freedom that is available to us in Jesus Christ. No longer a slave to sin but free to obey him and serve him and have great pleasure of heart because we want to do what pleases him. We used to run from him. Now we know that even if we sin, we must run to him for there is no other name on earth um, spoken that can deliver us and can save us. No other name but the name of Jesus. 
So we live and move and have our being in him. And uh, we just want to praise God for Jesus and the sacrificial work at Calvary when he offered himself up for us. And at one point he says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And think of that, that was, that was uh, Aramaean. He spoke Aramaean, Aramaic. <coughs> and here is the Son of glory, one with the Father from eternity past. And at that moment, because God can't even look upon sin, that divine fellowship that the Son had with the Father from eternity past was interrupted. And he who knew no sin became sin for us. And the Father could not even look at him. He became separated from God because he became sin for us. And during this time, the, the Son, the Lord Jesus, uh, tasted death. It was spiritual death to be separated from God. So he tasted death that we might taste life. And I love that verse that says, uh, <clears throat> But for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, its pain and its shame. So, what joy would be set before Jesus in which he had to suffer such a horrible capital punishment to become sin for us and take upon himself all the white-hot wrath of the Father uh, directed at our sins. Because he loved us. We love him, why? Because he first loved us. And so the joy set before him is that he might bring many sons to glory. That is agape love. That is others-centered love. That is not seeking for self or self-gain, but it is seeking for the higher good of humanity, for those who are elect of God. So we just want to acknowledge the great love that was expressed by the Lord Jesus at that time. By I love that other passage that says, while yet we were sinners, Christ died for us. So he didn't die for us because we were worthy. In fact, we were anything but. But the worthy one took the wrath of God upon himself, tasted death that we might taste life for all eternity. And we're just so thankful to you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. You are our ever-present help in time of trouble. You are closer than a brother. And by your stripes, we have been made heal, healed. We have been made whole. And we now have union with the Father and can taste and experience the covenant for us through your blood, Lord Jesus. How thankful we are. So we come to you today about the truth that sets us free. And that truth is found in the gospel. And now we can walk in it. We can be free from sin. <clears throat> we have Rahu Akodesh the Holy Spirit. 
that's God inside of us. Jesus said before he departed to be with the Father. He said that he was going to ascend to be with the Father, but he would not leave us comfortless. He would send the counselor, the paracletes, the comforter, and he will be with us, and he will be in us. He is the spirit of truth, and he leads us and guides us into all truth. And so now, we have someone who helps us in our weaknesses and infirmities. We have the the Holy Ghost living inside of us, who's our sanctifier, and uh, he brings back to remembrance all things that Jesus taught us. So we have the Word of God, we have the Holy Spirit to empower us to live in accordance with the Word of God. We have the power of God, the anointing, to keep us from uh, sinful patterns that were established before we trusted Christ. And it is possible to, well, Jesus says, I am the vine. You are but a branch. You can't produce fruit apart from me. And, And so we're to remain in the vine, which is Christ Jesus. And as we are engrafted into the vine, his power to transform our lives is freely available to us. And we just bless and thank you, Father. You've made every provision under heaven that we might be, well, sanctified. And, uh, but what do we do? Do we walk in the freedom that's available to us? Or do we let Satan who prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for whom he may destroy? Do we allow him to lead us or the one who shed his blood for us? I, for one, want to walk in the freedom that's available to me through Christ Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So let's consider uh, this evening (coughs) a very, uh, well, let's say a, a principal thought. I am free from guilt of the past, and I am free from fear of the future. And the key scripture, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's Galatians 5, verse 1. Let's pray. Your death on the cross, Lord Jesus, has enabled me to enter the glorious liberty of the sons of God. You have set me free from bondage, sin, and death, Hallelujah. What a Savior you are. I treasure the freedom you have given to me. Thank you, Father, for anointing Jesus to preach good tidings to the meek, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to them that are bound. Because of you, I am no longer a captive to sin and no longer a prisoner of darkness. Satan had me bound, but you have set me free. You have set at liberty all who have been bruised. Lord, help me always to be certain 
that I will never allow the wonderful freedom you have given me to become a stumbling block to those who are weak. Keep me walking in your freedom. Lord, keep me from ever being entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Thank you for sending your spirit to me. And uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Indeed. And the liberty in the presence of my life sets me free. Lead me into new dimensions of your freedom, Lord. Thank you for calling me to liberty. Help me never to use the freedom I have been given for occasion, giving occasion to the flesh, but by the love to serve others. May I have the love in my heart to serve others, no longer serving myself and my selfish lusts of the past. As I look into your perfect law of liberty, Lord, I desire to continue in it as a doer of your word, not a forgetful hearer. So, in doing so, that you will bless what I do. Thank you for showing me that it is your will for me to put to silence the arrogance of foolish men by well-doing not using my liberty as a cloak of maliciousness, but freely serving you. In honor, I will honor all men and love the brotherhood. Freely, I have received from your hands, Lord. Freely, let me give. May others find your freedom as I walk in freedom before them. I just bless you, praise you, Jesus' name. Our scripture of, uh, that solidifies all that's been said here is Romans 8.21, Galatians 5.1, Isaiah 61.1 and 2, Luke 4.18, 1 Corinthians 8.7-13, 2 Corinthians 3.17 and 18, Galatians 5, 13 and 14, James 1, verse 25 through 27, and 1 Peter 2, 15, and Matthew 10, 8. And how thankful we are. You've given us all that pertains to life and godliness in our knowledge of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And may you have a great evening tonight, this March the 21st, 2020. Um, And we'll have more devotional readings on the morrow. Keep looking up. Your redemption draws nigh. Thank you for your time. May you be blessed this evening. Go forth and proclaim the freedom that is in Jesus. Good night.